Cam? Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It's just low. There we go. There you go. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. You know, dealing with, with what it takes to own a house. I'm over, man. Is that, uh, is that new? No, no, no. You know, it's just uh, Cox decides, without saying the name, you know, they decide to go out every now and again. You know how Wi-Fi goes, bro. Sometimes you got it, and when you need it, you don't. I hear you. Uh, but thanks for talking to me. I really appreciate this. So, for, for, for your fans and, and you to know who I am, um, Brett Barish, I own a company that owns, we own a whole bunch of, of uh, what I'd like to think is going to be just like you. They're, they're uh, uh, iconic brands, uh, whether it's uh, Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, Vion, Doucet, Ace of Spades, a whole bunch. And Cam, I do this series. Uh, it's called Self Made. I get to interview uh everybody from from musicians like post malone or rick ross or wiz khalifa or little wayne to business people to sports uh i had sap on i've had uh, deontay wilder on i've had kamara usman on but i love hearing the everyone thinks it's easy to get to where you are but it's not nothing's freaking easy nothing um, uh, but it, I like hearing the hard part of getting there. And I always start out the same way and I'll ask you the same question. What does self-made mean to you? Man, self-made, uh, to be self-made, that's just, I think it's a facade actually. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if any one person is self-made, but in, in your life, you always have a foundation that you pull from. So self-made to me is pulling from everything that's made me, me, if I had to say Cause it's my foundation. It's my mom's, it's my mom's love. It's my dad's trust. It's my, it's my parents' respect. It's my, you know, siblings admiration. It's the expectations of myself. So no, I, I love that. I think it's a great freaking answer. Um, but it took me a while. I'm the, I, I like, I, I think about it for myself. I'm the youngest of four. I have four brothers. We're all in this business together now. And I feel like I'm the lucky one because I got to learn from all their mistakes and all the things that they did. Um, so it may, it took me time to appreciate that kind of thing. Did it take you time to realize kind of how you got to where you are? Absolutely. Um, you know, when I think about the blessings I've been given, the talents I've been given, uh, to play this sport, uh, to have, you know, a dad who was a six time pro bowler, um, to look out at him. And it's just like, you know, when you're young, you just realize your dad goes to work. It's not till you get to, you know, junior high, high school that you realize your dad was goaded. You know, he was, he was, he was one of those hardworking, uh, cutthroat killers out on the football field, uh, you know, catching balls, scoring touchdowns, taking names and earning Pro Bowls and, and all that recognition. And then when it comes to you, there's definitely that expect, you know, to, to, to you when I say you, me, uh, the expectation of, um, if you play the sport, this is the way that you got to do things. It's the hard work. It's the effort that you can't be taught. I mean, I've been blessed with all types of, you know, physical gifts, but it's that mentality that you take to yourself is, is where you really start to push yourself. Did, did, did so my, my dad was in the liquor business. I grew up in this. This okay. is all we talked about at the, the dinner table. That was Leg it. Legacy shit. Yeah. yeah. Is that what life was like for you? Meaning, you know, was it, was, was your dad in football, if you know what I mean? Yeah, no, not at all. It's probably the opposite. I mean, they did a phenomenal job of hiding the football world away from us. Because, uh, you know, when, I, when he retired, I was like four or five, you know, so I was just, I was just a jitterbug. Um, 
But when you think about, you know, what my dad was, he went to Brown, you know, he was an engineer. So he was, he, he really went back after the league straight to being a civil engineer. So he's, he's a, a hardworking, you know, nine to five worker. Um, so that's where you get that, that, that mentality where even if you think you've made it, you've never have, you can always push yourself a little bit further. Did, did he, and if, again, if I use my father and he's, he's watching right now, um, <laughs> He didn't want us to go into the liquor business. He he didn't want us to touch this. He thought, you know, in his mind, do something else, do th something in finance, do something where, you know, money's involved. Did your dad want you to do football? Uh, you know, we, we grew up, I'm, I'm a younger brother, so I had an older brother. So we grew up playing every sport except football until we were like 13 and old enough to make our own decisions. Um, so I thought, <laughs> and then, you know, uh, at 13, I was like, dad, I'm about to be a basketball player. I was like, look, I've got a sweet jumper, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, and then he was like, bro, you're 13 years old and you're already 200 pounds. You're playing football. And they dropped me off my pads and, and I never really looked back. So he was just smarter than me. Were you pissed at that time? Of course, of course. You know, uh, uh, my competitive spirit is so high. So at first, you know, I was like, uh, I had a, the defiant streak, like, I'm not going to practice. I'm not going to do all this. And then um, we get to games and I'm not playing, you know, you don't like, they don't have to play you. So I did all that work during the week to not getting playing time. So after the first like week, I was like, this is for the birds. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this, this ain't it. Like, I, I'm like, I'm better than that cat, that cat, that cat. Like, you know, I was like, all right, it's time to show it. So by the end of the season, I was, you know, a team captain uh, playing like three or four different positions and then sort of just made my way on from there. Did 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 you want to play? I'm just curious. Did you want to play his position? Never. Why? Refu refused. Why? It's already it's already like you have a dad who's in the. You know, it's like did you ever did you work for your dad's liquor company? No. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's like all right. I'm already I'm already you know compared to him from the moment I, I joined the sport, but I refuse to just immediately hop in the shower, hop in the shadows. That and tight ends don't make enough. <laughs> but it's interesting because, it, and most people can't, can't, you can appreciate it, I think I can, but it's a double-edged sword, right? Like growing up with, with a parent who's successful in what they do, oh shit, you know, can I meet up to that? Can I, can I achieve that? Can I do better than that? Did you feel that? No, Ever? not at all. I mean, you know, when, when coaches from immediately from high school are like, you know, oh, you're the son of Steve George, so you have to, you know, you have to work harder than everybody. I'm like, nah, I'm me, so I have to work harder than everybody. Like, I'm going to put myself in the best position to be great in my position. Um, and then, you know, I'd always try and stick to just the, D, you know, D-line play. And they'd be like, hey, come go out for a route. I'm like, so who do you want me to block? So I stuck. I was like, if you want me, you want me to block somebody, I can be an offensive lineman. So I did, I did offense and, you know, offense and defense, but I was an offensive lineman and a defensive end, um, and I refused to go tight end, like refused. And they like, just assumed that's something you wanted? Yeah, I mean, you know, they assume that's something that you want in terms of the same position, like, oh, he wants to play tight end. I don't. I want no parts of it. None. Did, did I'm just, I'm, I'm, curious, I'm curious, did your dad take offense to that? Like, why the fuck aren't you playing my position? <laughs> uh, probably. I mean, you know, you get, you get the fatherly ribs, like, man, you have great hands, like, you can catch everything. Yeah, but I'd rather hit somebody. At the end of the day, I'd rather hit than be hit. So I didn't even really want to play offensive line anymore. I wanted to strictly play defense. Um, and the coaches wouldn't let me stop playing offense until my junior year. 
where I was just, you know, I sort of made an ultimatum. I had like went to a couple of different camps, uh, had made a name for myself and was like, look, I'm not playing off the line anymore. I'm a defense, I'm a defensive end. And then they laughed at me and I played off the line through the senior year, but I, I went to college strictly for defensive end. So, so take me through college now. You're, were, were you heavily recruited? Uh, I was a three-star. I mean, I probably had about 15 to 20 offers on the table. Um, you know, you figure 70% of the Pac-10, SEC school, ACC school, um, you know, just a, a couple of different situations. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, I didn't want to be too far from home. Um, and then, you know, you look at uh, my final offers, I think it was like Colorado, Cal, U of A, and Oregon State. And, you know, I, I shot up to Cal and saw what the Bay had to offer and never looked back. I was like, this is, this is for me. This like, is you. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you know, you can't beat San Francisco, Oakland, Hayward, you know, uh, Berkeley, Richmond. I mean, everything about the Bay was just so beautiful and collective. And, of course, you're like an hour and a half away from Napa and Sonoma. Man, we, there were so many trips and drives and just an awesome, you know, college You appreciated experience. that as a 17, 18-year-old kid? Uh, man, I mean, coming from Phoenix, I, like, you go, to, you go to Corvallis and you're like, ah, that's not a real city. You, you know, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You go to Colorado, you're like, this is different. Yeah, yeah. You go to the Bay, and you're like, man, there's so many cities I can, like, jet to. Like, in my in my 17-year-old head, I was thinking freedom. Like, you know, I'm leaving my parents a two-hour flight away, like 12 hours by driving. But here I am. I could go to so many different cities and have so much fun. I was thinking more fun. My dad was thinking more school, and it worked out that way because, you know. Cal you got a little bit of both. Exactly. Cal's the number one public institution in the nation. You know, it's, it's what we do. Um, uh. When did you think, um, when did playing professional become something that was real for you? Man, um, honestly, it was probably my, like, junior year of college. What, what, um, what happened? The defensive end opposite of me went, like, top 10. He went 10th overall to Jacksonville, Tyson Alulu, who is still playing in the league, just went back to Jacksonville as of, like, two days ago. Uh, he had like five or six years with Jacksonville, went to uh, Pittsburgh, and then now he's back in Jacksonville. But I saw him go, and I, you know, I came to college, and you always like, hey, I want to push myself to be the best. You know, I was already faster than most of the defensive ends there, if not the fastest defensive end we had. Um, and I was always comparing myself, like, if Tyson does this, I can do this. So if he was bench pressing this, you know, it's, it's the young game of, of trying to emulate, you know, the great next to you. Um, and then at some point, probably my sophomore, junior year, I was like, all right, I think I'm at that same level as him. Like, it's time to surpass him. Um, and then, you know, just sort of went from there. And so he went, he went in the first round. I was like, look, I know I can go to the, fir in did, the first Did round. he go as a, did he, was he a senior he when he went? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think he was like a, maybe a registered junior, senior. So basically, it was basically the idea that you saw somebody who you think you could, you, I can, I can be, I can be better than him. I can be just Absolutely. as good as him. And that's when it became real. Exactly. It was like, it was like beforehand, I was like, I mean, I saw guys go to the league. You know, we had Thomas Deku, we had Deshaun Jackson, we had Javid Best. You know, we had guys before me go to the league for sure. But that was like a different position. This was the first time where it was somebody in my position, somebody who I'd been comparing myself to or trying to emulate for the last couple of years in college to then see him get drafted. It was like, hey, we have some of the similar skill sets. I know I can push myself. What did you do? What, what happened at that point? Like, did you start – Working harder, training harder, doing things differently? Absolutely. Um, 
that was when I took it to another notch. And at the same time, that was when I started focusing strictly on football. From then, you know, from that point on my senior season, I was like, football. You know, when you get to college, it's like, hey, you, you got you to gotta multitask. You got to have, you know, your, your school life. You got to have your football. And then, you, of course, you have to have some sort of reprieve from that. So you have to have a social life of some sort. And you're going to have a social life. And then senior year, it was football. You, but, you gave up everything. You said, screw it, I'm going to do this. Football. I'm going to focus on football. And honestly, had there been like, you know, had there been a, a, a had we made it to a, a, a bowl game after, I don't know if I had been available. All I, all I know is I was playing football. Um, were your, when did your, when and, and did your parents ever start kicking in and saying, you know what, take this shit seriously. You have an opportunity here. Um, for them, it's always been school. So, so, so your, so like your senior year, where this is, hey, I, 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 when you told your dad, I want to play, I want to play professional football. What does he say? Um, I mean, we had that talk beforehand. We had that talk. Uh, I think my sophomore year, and I was like, he, he's like, hey man, you got similar skill sets where we, you know, you're projecting well into the uh, NFL realms. I was like, look, I'm not here for that. I was like, I've, I've got to focus on this. Everybody tries to make it to the league. You know, you have, only have a slim chance. Um, and he's like, as long as you understand. So back to these grades. And I was like, great. Like, and then we had a larger discussion once we saw Tyson go, and he's like, hey, it's realistic that this can happen. And I was like, I was like, it is. I was like, I think I can go. And he's like, look, it's, it's, it's the easiest step to get to the league. It's the hardest step to stay in the league. And it doesn't resonate until I got to the league. Of course, you're like, you know, all right, Pops. Any valuable information you get from your dad in college, you just assume you already know. And it's not until you become a man and step into the real world that you, you know, take what he was saying as, as, as gospel, you know, you, you look at it, it's like, man, he gave me some of the greatest dimes. He gave me some of the greatest insight of what the league was going to have. And I just wasn't prepared to listen. And now that, you know, I'm in the league, this is time to really revert back it, it, to, to not only his enlightenment that he was dropping, the knowledge that he was dropping, but push it forward and how best to go about being a pro in 2011. Would he, would they have been pissed if you didn't say your senior year? Uh, I think we had like maybe two set like a two sentence conversation. I was like, "Hey, Dad, I think I could go to the league." He was like, um, "You could go, you could go to the league now. God forbid you could hurt me. You could go to the league now, and you could go in a mid in mid round. You know, you could probably go from the fourth to the seventh round, and or third to the sixth round, whatever whatever the valuation was. Um, but the 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 problem was I wanted to be great, and he's like, "Do you want you want you know your first check to be?" A half a million dollars, or do you want your first check to be ten million dollars? Yep. And of course, you know, at twenty at twenty years old, you're like ten million dollars. And he's like, so to to you know capitalize upon that, you stay another year, you play that. So I played my senior year. We locked in that first round. And I went twenty fourth overall, um, and probably in my mind, I always should have went higher. But it gave me the opportunity to play in the league. So so do you, I, I want to the chip if you if you have a chip on your shoulder do you remember who went in your as a defensive end do you know how many people went before you man there was like six defensive ends our, our defense my defensive line class was so talented there was Alden Smith like fastest of 45 sacks um there was JJ Watt you know three-time defensive player of the year uh of course there's Von Miller um who is like a Broncos legend 104 sacks deep in his career he was the same year? Um, man, Ryan Kerrigan, Adrian Claiborne. So, you know, it, so it was J.J. Watt, stacked. Robert Quinn, Robert Kerrigan, Adrian Claiborne all went before you. Uh, yeah, Alden Smith, Vaughn, Marcelo Darius. No, Alden didn't go before you. 
Alden went number, he was seventh overall to, to the Niners. As a defensive end? Yeah, well, defensive end, outside linebacker. Defensive Got it. Field. You know, nobody nobody knew what they what were going to play me at. They were trying were to you competitive? Were, the end. were you competitive in the sense of, I, did you think you were better than them and you could have, you should have been higher? Every man's ego is going to say you're better than the next man over. No man's ego allows you to say, hey, they're better than me. I do see the value that they were at. I mean, you talk about Robert Quinn had 20 sacks, you know, at one point in his career. Um, and, but I always saw myself as a complete defensive end. I never saw myself as just uh, a single faceted either pass rusher or run stopper. I wanted to be the most complete defensive end. So I didn't, I automatically didn't categorize myself as in the same as the other guys. Did you? Ha so when I was talking to Warren Sapp, and Warren's a great friend. I love him. He was, he, I thought it was amazing. When he came into college, he was a tight end at Miami. Uh, he was in high school, he was a tight end. And it was Coach O, uh, LSU, who was then a line coach at Miami. Yeah, basically they, said, they yeah he said, I'm going to make you the greatest defensive end ever. I'm going to make you an amazing defensive end. And he basically put himself in his hands. Did you have anybody like that who, who basically was, you know, saw something in you that said, just fucking do it? Or you... It, Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, I committed to Cal through my running back coach because my running back coach, uh, Coach Ron Gould, who's over at Stanford now, is such a God-fearing man, made such a connection with my mother. Um, you know, I, I really had a relationship with him uh, before I even got to Cal. So I, I met my D-line coach for like the second time when I got to Cal. I was like, this might be rough. It, it was um, it was Ron Delgado. He was, he was one of these guys that believed in like strict rules, you know, yeah. like – you know, this, this Buddhist way or monk way. Like, we used to do handstands. It was it was a little absurd. Um, but then my second year, I got Tosh Lupoy. And Tosh Lupoy was like, you know, he loves D-line. He played D-line at Cal. Um, loved, loves the – loves the loves every second of the, of the game. And when you have a coach like that, it's inspiring. So, you know, everything that he did was, was all about, you know, D-line play, about how to uh, cultivate – a D lineman. And I mean, um, when you had guys like Brandon Meebane, you know, who was already in the league talking about how good loop was, you automatically buy in. If somebody in the leagues, you know, validates somebody who's, who's working, it's valid as, as, as hell in a young kid's mind um, when you're super impressionable. And so I absorbed everything I could from him. And then now he's in the league too. I mean, he's over coaching over at uh, Jacksonville now. So I, I'll tell you Sav's answer, but what do you, what's your answer to the fact of, what makes you, you know, what is it? Is this 11, year 11 for you? Year 11 coming up. Ridiculous. So what, what makes, what does it take for someone to be 11 years with the same team in this league? Like, what's the difference between you and the guy who doesn't, who's also the first round who doesn't last two or three years? Man, God's favor. Um, I mean, I've never been hurt. I've played 160 games. I started 159, not the 160. And the one game I didn't start, I was in on the second play, you know. Um, but you talk about, you know, my mom. My mom says it's all her prayer, and I believe it. You know, what I'm saying like I've never, I've never been hurt. That's that's something that, or I've never been hurt enough to not play a game. But that's put, something put, that put aside, put, put aside the clearly, put aside the the hurt aspect. But you know, Sab said as an example, it's it's just the the work he put in. You know, he. He thinks he's smarter than everybody else because he reads up. He does everything he can. He's smarter. He literally thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Man, uh, I don't know if I can ever say that. I do know I probably fear more than everybody else. Okay. 
you know, in my mind, when I'm working out and nobody's out there, nobody beside me, while I'm running these gasters, while I'm lifting, I'm always thinking if I like if I'm not pushing myself to the to the highest peak, somebody else is. There's some kid out there vying for my spot, vying for my uh, my my ability. There, there's some kid out there that may not be as talented as I am, but they're out there pushing and you know themselves to the next level every second I'm resting. So when I'm working out, it's everything that I've got. Where do you think that comes from? Man, um, one now it's the nature of the business. Uh, early on, it was all off, you know, it's all off my, all off the word that I grew up with. I watched, you know, I watched my dad religiously every, every other day work out, every other day go run sprints. This is something that even after the league, he always did. He did, every, yeah, yeah. Every every Saturday, you know, he took. You know, kids wake up, we watch, you know, kid, my friends anyways, when I was growing up, wake up, watch cartoons, eat cereal, maybe do some chores. Man, it was it was a machine when we were growing up. Like my dad worked during the week, but come Saturday, we knew we were waking up, you know, chores better be done by a certain time because we were headed out to the park to either run sprints, run gassers, you know, uh, and, and we go through the routine. So he was training us to be mechanical at a young age of just um, of, of our athletic abilities. Me, my brother, my little sister, um, it was, it was, you know, if we were playing basketball that day, it was, you know, like 50 layups on the right hand, 50 layups on the left hand. It was a hundred shots from the free throw. It was, uh, if we were, if we were playing football that day, it was, you know, 30 out routes. It was, it was seven digs. It was five ends. Like he was, he made it fun, but if for us, it was work and we didn't understand how, how, you know, what we, what we were blessed with until we got older and our friends were like, man, you're doing that. Like, let me get in. Like, oh man, like we didn't understand what we had until, like, you know, the outside. Did you hate it at the time? Of course. Don't you always? Like, think about it. You're eight years old, and you're like, bro, like, all I want to do is watch all of that. And yep. the is like, it ain't no TV till we get back. You know, this is this is what we do. So so I, I can I can imagine your first year in the league was after you after the Saints won the Super Bowl, correct? Two years after the Saints won the Super Bowl. Two seasons. Two seasons. Was, yeah, two seasons. They won in they won in 09, but it was, you know, 08 season. So how do you how do you stay motivated? How do you stay with the, you know, how, how do you how do you keep that energy going? This is the that fight part. going. I've never won a Super Bowl. I have no idea what it's like to reach the pinnacle. The farthest I've ever reached was the NFC Championship game. That's not enough. That's that's motivation in itself. Did you set go Did you set goals when you came into the league? I set goals through high school. I set goals through college. I set goals my first couple years in the league. Um, and the last one I should achieve probably this year, <laughs> most likely this year. What's you know, all, all tangible goals. You should always have a tangible goal. What's, that the, you can what's the new goal? What's the one for this year? Uh, the one from this year that was set 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is 100 sacks. Okay. Uh, there was, you know, there was a 50-sack threshold. There was an 80-sack 80, 80 threshold. And then there's 100 sacks. And I, for some reason, I never dreamed of getting more than 100 sacks. That's on, that's on my uh, minuscule dreaming abilities. But do, do you think, because I'm always, do you think that helps you when you set goals? Like, you're, I'm, gonna, I'm going after something. Does it help you get there? Um, absolutely. Again, tangible goals that you can present. You know, I was like, um, when I first got to the league, I was like, I'm going to have double-digit sacks, you know, by year five or whatever it was. Um, and then – because, uh, you know, the first contract is four years plus uh, a team option year, so five years. Um, and then I think I had that, you know, years three and five. Um, the next goal was 
13 sacks. So I think the, the first break was like 10 or whatever it was. Um, and it took me a couple years to get 13 sacks. And I was like, next goal is 15 sacks, got 15 sacks. Um, and now the new goal is 20 sacks. So, you know, we got to go crazy this year. What are struggles for Cam Jordan? Uh, struggles, man. Um, when you think about capitalizing upon the playoffs that we've had this last four years, those are struggles in itself to wake up and realize you were, you know, you were close or you had that chance um, to make a Super Bowl run. Every, the struggle is, you know, is behind me, really. It's, it's knowing that we didn't do enough to win a Super Bowl. It's emotional baggage. It's not anything, you know, physical or, or anything other than that. It's just you look back at it. It's like, what can I do now to make myself better for this upcoming season to try and capitalize upon the chances that we have? And that was with a locker room full of dogs. You know, you, you, have, you talk about this year, you lose a lot of guys in the locker room. What can I do now to be more physically gifted, more physically blessed, more mentally prepared to be a part of a team where you feel like, um, you know, we have leaders at some levels, but that now it's not like we were before. We weren't completely knowing that we were going to wreck the NFC South and have a chance at a playoffs every year. Now we're going in like training camp and going to figure out if we, you know, if our team's really that, that team. Um, did, when you came into the league, did you set an idea of how long you want to play? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, when, when, you're, when you're 21, you're like, oh, I'm going to play 18. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, um, I was like, hey, I, I want to play. You know, Pops played 13 seasons. I'm going to play 18. And at year 11, I'm literally still on that wave. I'm like, bro, I feel so good. Um, two years ago, I was like, man, if I, if I, I was like, the way this body feels, I was like, well, I'm going to play 14 to 15 years. The way I felt this offseason, normally, like, you know, it takes a full month and a half to assess, to recover, to heal. I was ready to grind probably three weeks out. If anything, my body feels better now than it did before. And I'm like, let's, let's go. Like, we're at 31, you know. I've seen guys like Calais Campbell have their best seasons. I've seen, you know, Brandon Graham have the best season this past year, and he was like 32 or 33. Um, so guys are into, you know, guys are in their prime at 31. You saw Larry Fitzgerald at 31 yeah. killing it. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? Amazing. Exactly. Like, you know, um, I feel like this 29 to 33 is really going to be my prime to show what I've got. Is with with – I don't want to ask a football question, but I will. But with Drew being retiring, is in some ways it's like, okay, this is a new beginning. It's a fresh start. It's something different. We're trying something new, and now I have a chance to – I'm a part of this new. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's it's that turnover, right? It's, it's something that you've relied on for 15 years. For like long before I was a part of the Saints, I was watching Drew Brees lead the Saints. Yep. You know, there was Drew Brees, there was John Vilma, there was Will Smith, our rest in peace. Um, there is, you know, Scott Shanley, um, Scott Fujita. Uh, you talk about everybody who's led up to that moment to now it's Drew's down, but it's not a complete uh, sideswipe because last year, you know, before this season, we had uh, Teddy Bridgewater take over where we still went 5-0. Yep. Oh. You know, it's not like it was just like a, a complete turn of, turn of the helm. It's something that we know we can win without Drew, uh, but we know we're always in a better position with Drew. So we see we see him go, and even you know this this season we saw Taysom Hill take over, and you know we went three and one. 
with, with him at home. Yep. So we know we can win, and we can win at a high clip. What's really, what's really going to be impressive is how we form around, you know, our new quarterback, our new leader, um, whoever up top says is, is the guy. Because we did, you know, we re-signed Jameis. We, you know, Taysom's got another year. So we have a battle at quarterback that we know we can win. Why do you think um, – and I, I'm asking from – I run a company. I run a, a team, right? We have 100 people. What makes Sean Payton amazing at what he does for the longevity that he has? Um, you know, you know, if anything, uh, being a business owner, you know, uh, being a part of a business, consistency through the ups and downs yep. is so uh, amazing. It's not like I walk into the building and have to worry about what kind of Sean am I getting. I know Monday through Saturday – we're getting consistency. We're getting the same energy from Sean Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this is what we got to do. This is how we're going to chop it down. These are our keys to victory. This is how we're going to break everything down. This is how we can succeed. And these are the points that if we don't succeed at, this is how we can possibly lose this game. Now, Sunday, Sunday's a different animal. Sean, you try and get out of Sean's way. Sean is a rampaging bull. And that's the energy that you like. You look over at Sean, Sean's seething at the teeth, trying to score every play. And that's been the same for 11 years. Solid. 10. 10, 10, 10 years. Yeah. Is, for me, and I tell, I tell everybody who works with me, is I, I have this, you know, anything great that happened, it's gone now. If it just happened, it's gone. I got a sack, you move on. Like, do you, do you have a uh, – for me, I have a fear of it's all going to go away. It's all going to go away. Do, do, do you feel that at all? that fear of all going away is that like after a game is that like after an accomplishment like a sack is that what is what is, what, is, what is the parameters of this? The, the whole essence of of i guess your own success meaning uh to me it's the thing that drives me is fear of it's all gone um no um if anything uh it's enjoy every moment like there's no there's no other moment than, than than being a part of the team, being in training camp when it's hot as hot as hell, plus some outside in New Orleans, out on you know uh, airline drive when it's 95 degrees and 100% humidity, looking over, looking at your 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 D lineman sweating, looking at yourself, watch you bleeding, and realize that in this finite time of your career, there's going to be no moment that looks like this. There's going to be no team that's going to be put together with the 53-man roster that, that we're putting together. So if anything, it's not could it happen again. It's enjoy this moment while it lasts because these are the moments that are you're really going to look back on and be like, this is what I was. This is how I did it. And I always gave it my all. So I never looked back and be like, I could have done more. I can only push myself to go farther. Yeah, I got to learn to be like you. I got to learn to be like you. <laughs> um, so, Cam, what do you, what do you think – What do you think about after football? No, I, I, li I love – well, that's not true because I, I now have kids. So I'm always foreseeing, like, their future. I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a son. I've got three daughters. I had my boy first, and I was like, men make men. This is how we do things. And then God humbled me and was like, was like no, daughter, the daughter, best. daughter. No, oh, man, but it's, it's such a different emotional capacity with, with daughters. Like, you know what, boys, like, he, he's such a – he thinks he's such an alpha male. Like, we wrestle, we fight, we box. Like you could give your daughter the wrong glare or not yeah. not like emit the right emotional energy and automatically like you see the ridge crack and she's yep. like on on tears. And it's it's ugly. Like I try and tell people like boys are fun, but girls are a challenge because yep. it's they challenge you emotionally 
and they're only four years old. Yep. You know, like, yep. like this is something that to raise a daughter is something that, you know, I, I hope every man takes a challenge of because of what women bring to the table. So what do you see yourself doing after football? Uh, that is, that is the key. I don't yet. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, um, because I have this, this window where I think I've got six to seven years left in the game, I'm so focused on now, but I'm so focused on having fun in the off season. So whether it's, you know, it's being on NFL network, whether it's being on ESPN, whether it's, you know, shooting a commercial, whether it's, uh, you know, driving, whatever, whatever car it is, whatever family vacation it, it takes, it's all about having the most fun. Like if it doesn't have fun for me, I probably won't do it in the off season. Is, is being in New Orleans critical to you at this point? I love New Orleans. No, no, I mean, but in the, in the in the business side of the sport, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because, oh, <laughs> shit, 16 years in one team is, especially on the D, you know, that's an ask, right? No doubt. Absolutely. Um, but Terrell Suggs got about 15 of them with the Ravens. 16 right. with the Ravens. Um, you know, when you, and Terrell Suggs came from my high school. Wow. He doesn't claim he doesn't claim us. He went to our, he, he transferred over to our rival high school, so he doesn't claim Chandler High, but we claim him. It is what it is. Uh, um, but I mean, you know, my dad played for the Vikings for 13 seasons. Um, and at some point, I I was like, you know, my first contract coming up, and I was like, year four or five, I was like, hey, if this contract doesn't work out, I might have to be to another team. You know, the second time the contract year was coming around, I was like, hey, same thing you thought this about. Doesn't yeah. work out, no doubt. Um, and at year 10. I'm so happy about being a New Orleans Saints. It's going to be tough for them to, you know, if, if it ever came to that point for me to go to another team, it, it'd, be, it'd be a little tough to leave. I'm, I'm like double down here. So uh, your proudest moment in, foot, in pro football, what is it? <laughs> um, my proudest moment in football would probably be my first sack. That's it. Be, Do you um, remember it? hundred percent. It was the 16th game of my rookie year, the game that I didn't start uh, because they they, rele they relegated to me to being a run stopper my rookie year. I was first, second down, primarily guy. But um, the first play of the game, we went in this sub package. So I didn't start that, that game. Um, crazy. The whole 160 game career, that's the game I didn't start. But I got a sack on Cam Newton when he was with the Panthers, who was, of course, my year as well. Um, and then, you know, the first time I had hit him, you don't realize how big Cam Newton is until you hit him dead yeah. in the chest. I smacked him dead in the chest. And he, for anybody else in this league other than Ben Roethlisberger, he would have smacked the ground so hard I might have caught, you know, an intentional <laughs> hit on the quarterback, like with a flag coming out of the situation. But because it's Cam Newton, he ate it in the chest, did like a 180, turned around, wheeled, and, and dug out of there. But a quarter later, you know, I got my first sack off of him. And I was like, this is the moment. I was like, from this point on, just know I'm more than a run stopper. I'm going to be a pass rusher. And then the next year I had seven and a half sacks, eight sacks, and then we never looked back from that. So how about your dad's proudest moment of you, you think, in football? Man, that's, that'd be a question for him for sure. If I ask my dad what's his proudest moment. When did he say he – when did he tell you he's proud? How's that? Man, um, I don't know. Does my – has my – yeah, for sure. I think my dad, see, beyond football, my dad has always been proud of us for academics. Yeah. So I've gotten, I've gotten I'm proud of you for, you know, going to Cal. I've gotten I'm proud yeah. for you from graduating high school. Um, I've gotten, you know, that I'm proud for so many different, you know, academic things from even being on like the mathlete squad back in, 
you know, middle school or junior high, or whatever it was. Um, so I've always had that proud from him, but proud football wise. It might be when my first Pro Bowl while we're sitting there, um, and or second Pro Bowl while we're sitting there in Hawaii. My son had just been born, um, and we were poolside, and he hit me with something along the lines of, uh, like this brings me back to when I had you and your yep. brother at the Pro Bowl. Yep. And it was just like one of those full circle moments. And it's like, you know, that's that's one of those moments that you're always going to cherish because um, I'm sitting with my dad and, you know, the future Jordan legacy holder, yep. Tank Jordan. Um, and just, you know, having a drink and, and realizing that, you know, I had been here before through him. And now, you know, my son has a chance. That's awesome. All right. Before we go, we're going to just real quick, a uh, couple buzzwords. Just give me one word answers. All right. One word. Yeah, okay. All right. Chandler, Arizona. Home. UC Berkeley. You see me. <laughs> New Orleans. Man. Heart. Taysom Hill. Gadget. Charity. Is that a person? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're giving back. You're giving back. Um God's gift. That's two words. That's okay. Jameis Winston. Gunslinger. Drew Brees. Goat. Sean Payton. Madman. Saints. Squad. Love it. Camp, love talking to you. Uh, as I said, I, I love these. For me, I get a shitload out of this. I, it's very selfish, but... I need people to give me inspiration and your energy and your work ethic and the family love uh, and your parents' support. Those are all things that uh, we can all aspire because it's something you can pass down. That's the stuff that you want to pass down is that that, eth that work ethic. Um, uh, I don't know. You're, you're, you can see you're more than football, um, even though football is key. Uh, but you're, you're, you got it all going on. It's awesome. If there's anything I can do for you, please ask. I'm a huge fan, a huge Saints fan. Uh, visit, visit our new, our, our favorite restaurant, Oceana, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oceana Grill. Yep. yep, yep you got to yep. check it out, Ramey. Um, they're huge supporters of us, but if there's anything I can do, please ask and, and have a great freaking year. All right. So this is your team now. I'll say, look, at this point, it's me, Double D. You know, Malcolm Jenks, we, we've got our leaders, but it's, you're right. It's your got, team. It's your team. It's a new beginning. That's exciting, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Cam. Thanks for participating in Self Made. Absolutely. Appreciate it for having me on. God bless. Take care.